Hello and welcome to the Sala podcast. In this episode, we're revisiting a Q&A by the Department of Non-Corporeal Affairs featuring Andrew Purvis and Sasha Gerbich. It was recorded by Channel 44 during the 2017 Sala Forum in the Ace Open Building in Adelaide, with Andrew and Sasha dressed in sky blue coveralls presenting to a seated crowd. Before we begin, I'd just like to reiterate Chris's remarks before and um, acknowledge and pay our respects to Aboriginal elders past and present and recognise the fact that we're meeting today on Ghana land. Uh, the Department of Non-Corporal Affairs is a pretty new department. Probably not very many of you know who we are or what we do. Um, we do have a website set up. You can reach us at www.noncorp.com. Um, and we've been getting a few emails through to that website, a few inquiries. Uh, so I thought maybe one of the best ways to introduce ourselves and let you know what we do and why we're around uh, is to read out some of those questions that we've been getting over the website and sort of we can do a bit of a back and forth and interview each other. So maybe, uh, sorry, I should introduce myself. My name's Andrew Purvis. This is Sasha Gerbich. Okay, well, yeah, thanks, Andrew, and, um, and also thanks, Sala, for letting us um, come and speak about our department, because, like Andrew said, we're a fairly new department, so any chance that we have to get out there and, and speak to people about what we do is really important for us. Um, and so I guess I'll start off with a, a really simple question we often get asked. What is non-corporeal? Why do we call ourselves the, the Department of Non-Corporeal Affairs? Sure. Well, um, at the basic level, thinking about what the word means, um, I, Sasha, most of you in this room are cop, cop, corporeal. Sorry, it's a bit of a mouthful. Which means you have a physical reality. It means that you uh, can be touched and touch others. Uh, there are members of our community who are non-corporeal. Uh, these people who have no physical presence. How they might manifest is in a range of different ways. You might um, have come across non-corporeal citizens of Adelaide who are... Um, uh, ocular apparitions, or maybe, sorry, I shouldn't, I shouldn't uh, discriminate, they might be present in this room right now, maybe you are a smell, maybe uh, you are a sound, or maybe you are a cold spot. I don't know how you might choose to manifest, or maybe there's no choice in the matter, um, but that's what we mean by non-corporeal. Okay, and that's it's a fairly specific use of language there. Yeah, yeah. In fact, that was um, one of the questions that we uh, we got over the website. Um, user Carnivosaurus Rex uh, asked, "The department seems very sensitive in its approach to to language. Why don't you use terms like dead and well, departed?" Well, actually, I just yeah, we we don't use the dead. D word. Mm. Dead, no, don't don't use. <laughs> um, <laughs> I think something that becomes clear when we're speaking about the department is that um, this is all about fostering positive relations with non-corporeal presences. And um, to put the emphasis on maybe that split second, you know, that probably not a very good moment when they passed away, potentially. Um, you know, that seems like against our, our sort of ethos and aims. And so we're, we're much more focused on the previous, you know, 50, 20, 70, 100 years that that, that presence may have had. Um, and, and also, you know, their ongoing presence as a non-corporeal form, that, that might be very positive as well. So, um, yeah, we, we, we try not to 
please try not to. Yeah, yeah, we like to believe that it's very possible to live a very full and active life, uh, existence as a, as a non-corporeal entity. <laughs> so um, just, just following on, you know, in terms of who we are and what we do, we had another question from um, another user online, Swayze's not dead. <laughs> you got, he says, are, are you guys like the Ghostbusters? Um, we, we get this quite a bit. Uh, <laughs> we're not interested in busting. We don't do any busting. It's not what we're about. It's not what we're interested in. Um, what we're interested in is really uh, community wellness, about building social cohesions between different community groups, between the, the living and the, and the non-comporal communities in Adelaide. Um, that's what drives us, and getting to... Um, know and understand members of our community that maybe you don't have much uh, um, common interaction with or, you know, even perceive on a day-to-day -day basis, I think is very important to us. Do you have yeah. a question for me? <laughs> yes, I do. I keep forgetting that I do. <laughs> um, so I, I think... <laughs> sorry. sorry. Uh, I think this question... Um, brings us around to, to the theme of today's talk, which is about the value of the art. So um, user DuckTailSucks89 wants to know, uh, why are my, my ratepayer dollars being spent on this crap? <laughs> <laughs> and look, it's, it's a fair question. <laughs> And I, and I think it's at this point that we do need to acknowledge the support of the Adelaide City Council. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, but, but, you know, but seriously, I mean, there, there is a very serious side to this for me, and I think for you and, and all, all of those others that were involved in setting up the department, which is um, to say that we are concerned about, a sort of, perhaps you might call it a cultural amnesia, a, a tendency to forget the past very quickly, and we notice this in Australia quite a bit. And um, so we believe that this project, amongst many others, is really uh, important in terms of uh, honouring, remembering, and um, having a strong relationship with the past, whether it be, you know, the, in the last few years or um, pre-colonial times. So this is this for me is the importance of of the department, um, and also because I think for too long we've treated ghosts as scary. Yeah, and I think that's something that we're very much about is this idea of um, sucking the spookiness out of this idea of non-corporeal presences. Um, a ghost, if you want to use that term, is a person too, or was. I don't know. Um, <laughs> or a dog. Or a dog, yeah. Um, we, in fact, we don't know entirely we've had what some, they were. We've had some reporting. Uh, yeah, um, depending mm. on their age, they may be single-celled organisms or something that might go back to the protozoic era. I have a question era. for you, Andrew. Oh, okay, yeah. <laughs> what services do you offer? Um, as part of the department, and we are supported uh, financially by the Adelaide City Council, so we are providing services for the citizens of Adelaide and, and the wider community as well. Um, one thing that we can offer is working as an investigation um, and uh, consulting service. If you have or suspect you have a presence in your uh, home or in your workplace, feel free to either contact us through the website or come into the offices and we um, offer site visits and we also conduct investigations working with, in conjunction with the um, the City of Adelaide's Archives Department 
to um, look into the history of your property, whether that be a home or an office, and think about who was there before, what was this um, land used for before, what was this building used for, and maybe we can narrow that down for you. Maybe we can tell you who lived here before. I mean, if you hear a noise in the middle of the night and you don't know what it is, that's frightening. I mean, we're all scared of what we don't understand or we don't know. But if we're able to tell you that 70 years before, a woman named Gladys lived in your house, and Gladys had a job, and she had a family, and she had children, and we're able to tell you that. Next time you hear a noise in the middle of the night, you say, oh, it's Gladys. And that's nothing to be frightened of. It's just like having a housemate. It might be one way of thinking about it. Um, we also are very interested in working as a research hub. So people that want to come into our offices and just share their experiences, we can write those up and record those experiences. Um, we're really interested in um, hearing experiences from people from different culture who have come here. Um, we've already had people come into the office from Hungary and tell us about the spirits they've brought with, us, with them on, in coming to Australia. So um, we're really interested in, in hearing more about that. Um, uh, and which I think leads us, Sasha, to you know, the idea that if people don't want to come into the office or they don't have a physical presence and are unable to come into the office, mm. um, how else can they make contact? It's, it's a really good question. So um, we also have a website, which is probably one of the most active um, sites of interaction, I suppose. Um, on that website, we have the ghost registry where you are welcome to um, submit an experience. Um, if you can't type, uh, if you're non-corporeal, there is also a Ouija board in the office you are welcome to contact us on. Um, and and as, as always, um, one knock for yes, two knocks for no. Yeah. <laughs> one for yes, two for no. Um, so which brings me to an important question. Um, could you tell us a little bit about some of the encounters that um, have been reported so far, Andrew? Um, well, uh, as I was mentioning earlier, there's the gentleman uh, from Hungary who was telling us about the spirits that he brought with him. Um, we've had another person come into the office and, and tell us um, in, in quite long detail about an ear infection that they've been suffering from for quite a long period of time, which apparently is the manifestation of, of a non-corporeal entity. Um, and we also received mm. a, a submission mm. over, over the, um, through night, the website actually. just last night Fantastic. about um, a spirit that in the middle of the night managed to put on a, a Fleetwood Mac LP <laughs> on the turntable. It didn't start from the beginning of the track. It started mm. from the centre. Yeah, early Fleetwood Mac. Uh, yeah, right. It wasn't rumors, yeah. rumors or anything like that. Yeah, it's, not, it's not weirdo. Uh, uh, yeah, uh, from the centre of the, the LP. So there was no scratch marks, nothing. No, gently and placed it on. Beautiful. Yeah. Better than yeah. I could do. Yeah. I mean, really, really sort of interesting. And I think that that goes towards also what we were saying before about understanding the interests and the desires of the non-corporeal citizens of, of this city. If we can get to know them better, if we know what their musical tastes are, then maybe we can live together a little bit um, more happily. Mm -mm. Yeah. Um, so, the, oh, you know, if you have a question. <laughs> I've lost thread of who has the questions and who doesn't have the questions. Was it my turn? Um, possibly. I think it was my turn. Um, 
So uh, another question we received over the internet was, was inquiring whether or not we're in contact with any of the other um, paranormal researchers or ghost hunters in the city. Oh, absolutely. So of course, um, as we position ourselves within the council, um, one of the important things that we can offer is a um, to provide a directory of services and projects. Um, and so we are quite interested, what also part of the work that we've been doing since setting up the department is documenting and pulling together other projects and practices and, and businesses are um, in this area. So, um, you know, and this is probably a great point to acknowledge the wonderful Sarah Waters, who's um, been interviewed so far for that aspect of our project uh, with her Ghost Stories um, project, and I think I've got the title wrong there. Um, but her work is also um, in the ArtPod, and you can view it there. Um, We'd also, um, we're also speaking to paranormal investigators and, and it's fair to say that we've been somewhat mentored by Alan Tiller, who yeah. is, uh, well, you, you tell us about uh, Alan. I mean, Alan Alan's is, just amazing. Alan is one of the uh, most preeminent uh, paranormal researchers in South Australia. Um, he, he runs a, a Haunted Adelaide website. He's also appeared on the Haunting Australia TV show. Alan's um, approach to ghost hunting is very similar to ours. Alan is also the South Australian Emerging Historian of the Year, and it is his research into um, hauntings that has earned him that accolade. Uh, mm. Alan is very interested in identifying and researching the history of hauntings and understanding where they might come from, what they're about. He is not, um, as you might have seen on TV, some sort of, some ghost hunters who are very interested in the uh, scientific and the, uh, the gadgets and the devices. Mm. Alan's much more oh, research oriented. He is, except he also yeah. records ghost voices, which I'm so into. Yes. Um, yeah. Okay, so um, I have a question for you now. Oh. If, for example, I had a threatening presence in my house, and they were non-corporeal. <laughs> could, <you laughs> could you? Could you? If help? they're corporeal, just call the police. Yeah. Good start. Yeah. Could, yeah. could you help me? Um, Sasha and I are amateur paranormal researchers. <laughs> we lay that out there. We're very upfront very about amateur. that. We're, we're probably not equipped. Our skill set is limited, and if mm. there are any hostile or aggressive presences in your home or workplace that are non-corporal. Gallery um, or studio. The gallery, studio, mm. whatever it might be. Um, our recommendation would be to contact a professional or to contact a representative of whatever belief system that you um, subscribe to. So that might be the church or, or many different faiths. I mean, if you're an atheist, I believe you can contact Richard Dawkins. I think he really loves to get <laughs> emails like that. Um, and I think he can be a big, big assistance to you. Yeah. And look, just, just, just sort of finishing off now, um, with it, we were talking just before about, I mean, we, we love the Sala Festival, we, we, we love it, but we think it's perhaps missed something. Well, we do, we do think in the way it is framed and the terminology they use, it is a little bit exclusionary. Um, <laughs> So as we lead up towards the, um, the department is, uh, has a finite lifespan, as, as do we all, um, it will be leading towards a closing around um, October 6th, the, the actual mm. date we is yet to be set. Everybody. Yeah. Everybody. Um, mm. yeah. um, but for our closing event, we are going to be addressing some of the things that Sala perhaps isn't servicing, the parts of the community that aren't being serviced. So we're running the South Australian Dead Artists Festival <laughs> at the, at the, and we invite all of you um, to come along. All of you? Yeah. Oh, um, thank you. Now, look, that, that concludes, I think, all of the questions that, that we sort of 
pulled from our website and, and yes. our experiences so far. But if you have any questions yourselves, you'd, you'd like, you feel free. Yes, oh, like straight in. Uh, how important are the uniforms to the work that you do? <laughs> <laughs> so important. <laughs> I don't think we could do it without it, to be honest. <laughs> I, I hope that answers your question. Well, well, I mean, the uniforms are an acknowledgement that we are um, largely bureaucrats and we, and we do work in a, in a... We provide a social amenity. That's what we're here for. We're not, um, we're not conducting... Uh, well, we might conduct seances, but we're not sort of like uh, with uh, lit candles and uh, you know, a, a skull in the corner or anything like that. We're trying to take the kind of... Uh, very traditional sense of um, the gothic or horror out of the conversation. That's not what we're about. So the uniforms help us do that and they position us in a certain way. Mm. I mean, one member of the team might have suggested that she would only collaborate if she had a uniform <laughs> or so. <laughs> yeah, I recall a conversation like that, yeah. Thank you. Okay, well, thank you very much. Please.